to me. I'm ready. Yes, sir. Greetings, greetings, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Emmanuel West, Jr. with Yahweh's Remnant Ministries. I'm the man they call me the last day prophet. A lot of things they call me. I've been anointed to teach you the deep things of Yahweh. And that's a great honor. I don't take it lightly that he has given me the ability to teach so many areas of the Bible. So anything about the Bible, I've had uh, been on international radio, get questions from all over the world, and I, I haven't disappointed the listeners. Today, you know, we're about to get into this series about Leviticus and uh, Vayikra, and it means come on up. God is calling us to come up and worship with him. Now, if you're going to really come up to the Lord, you got to know how to study the Bible. You know, I've worked with, so I remember one time I, I was at this church and the, they, the pastor was preaching something in the book of Genesis. And, uh, and, and the lady was sitting next to another lady. She said, where's the book of Genesis at? She didn't even know where the book of Genesis was. And, uh, and, and I said, man, what kind of ignorance is in the church today? People hoop and holler and shout and don't know nothing about the truth of the matter. And so I'm going to do my best to teach you how to study. We won't read much scripture today. I just want you to uh, learn the art of studying the Bible. Now, I have here about eight principles that I use to study myself. Uh, hopefully, I can teach you some of these principles today. Now, the first thing about learning how to study the Bible and reading the Bible is you got to buy the right book. You got to buy the right Bible. And now here I have a Bible that's cheap. You know, you go to a motel, you see these little cheap Gideon books, and uh, it has no, uh, has no substance, and it's just a book. And I see Christians with these kind of books. They have, no kind of, they have no outline in terms of what you're reading, and this is not really a, a, a book to, to read from. Uh, you got to get the right Bible. Now, Ladies and gentlemen, the book, the Bible, I'm going to show you my Bible that I teach from. And this Bible is about $80. It's a good Bible. It's one of the best out there. But you buy these old cheap Bibles, you'll never learn the Scripture. You've got to spend some money in it. And uh, listen, listen, for instance, I want to just show you in the book of uh, Luke. Luke, let's go to the book of Luke. And we're going to look at that kind of quickly. In the 22nd chapter of Luke, if you will, let's go there, and I want to show you something here. Uh, Christ, he's, he's about to go and give his life for, us, for, for, our, for the sins of the world, and he has a little uh, conversation with the disciples. And he says, uh, I'm in the 22nd chapter of Luke, starting in the 35th verse, and he said unto them, When I sent you that purse and script and shoes, like ye anything? And they said nothing. Then said he unto them, But now he that hath the purse, let him take it, and likewise his script. And he that hath no sword, let him sell his garment and buy, and buy one. And I, for I say unto you that this that is written must yet be accomplished in me. And he was reckoned among the transgressors for the things concerning me have an end. And they said, Lord, Behold, here are two swords. And he said to them, it's enough. In other words, 
You don't get it. And Peter them didn't get what he was talking about. The two swords he was talking about, ladies and gentlemen, is the sword of the Spirit, the Old and the New Testament. So you're sure Jesus was telling them, look, you got, I'm finna go, and I've been taking care of you. You won't get no free meals no more. All the preachers got to work. He said you still be helped by the by the by the church, but he was telling them if you ain't you got a script, take it. You got a job, take that job. And you're gonna have to work and preach as you're working. Been the principle of my life all my life. And they when he said it is enough, he was saying, if you get Bibles that have the old and the new testament, the two swords of the spirit, then you will start learning the deep things of the word. In John, the 16th chapter, it talks about the Holy Spirit would be the one who would lead and guide us and teach us the deep things in the Word. So whenever you are studying, make sure you take time to pray. Take it serious when you're studying the Bible. It's a beautiful book. It's magnificent. And Yahweh has taught me, here I am, don't know three Hebrew words. And I, I have done battle, done discussions with even rabbis. I'm a learned man because the Holy Spirit saw fit to teach me as they have over the years. One of the reasons the Holy Spirit teaches me so well is because I don't take money from the church. And when you try to make, uh, it says in, I think it's in Proverbs 23, 23, it says, by the truth, West has spent probably close to $70,000 for all the books in my personal library. But I give away so much stuff free. The gospel is free. And so that's been the story of my life. And so, ladies and gentlemen, you got to get a good Bible. These cheap Bibles you buying, and we're going to show you more and more how to get the right Bible. I remember I was in a, a large Christian bookstore here in the Atlanta area, and a lady was trying to weigh what was a good Bible to get, and this and that. She said she liked this. And you know the salesman guy, the guy that worked there, he was just trying to accommodate what she say. And I told her, I said, ma'am, I said, the best Bible you can get over is that, uh, that keyword study Bible. And the man said, that's the best one we sell. That's the best Bible. I, I have 18 translations of the Bible. One of them is a all Hebrew Bible. So I got 17 translations of the Bible. Of, and uh, most of them are in English. I'm able to cross-reference these Bibles, and I do extensive study when I'm trying to learn the deep truth of the Bible. The Bible don't give up its secrets early. In Ecclesiasticus, that's like Ecclesiastes, but this is one of the apocryphal books, and it says, talking about the Holy Spirit, the Chokma, and it says, at first she leads you through winding ways, bringing fear and faintness upon you to see if you can be trusted. And it says, in the end, if the, if the Holy Spirit sees that you can keep a secret, then they will open up their mysteries to you. And so, bro, West, my great learning that I've learned over the years came from the Holy Spirit unveiling deep secrets to me. They don't give secrets to everybody. I had, I've known secrets. I remember 1970, the Holy Spirit led me to see that the ancient nation of the Philistines was identical to the modern Pentecostal church. So when you're reading about the uh, Pentecostal church, you're reading about the ancient Philistines. 
I knew that way back in 1970. Did I run out and tell the world that? No. I kept listening and learning other things. Then Holy Spirit taught me other denominations, how they are modern-day uh, nations, just bits and pieces of some ancient nation is still being practiced today in these modern denominations. Yes, indeed. So you got to buy the right Bible. This Bible I recommend is about $80. And uh, we gonna, while we're there, let's look at this. Another book I want you to see. This is James Strong's Exhaustive Concordance. Now, there are a lot of concordances out there, uh, and I, I have quite a few of them, too. But this is the book, this is what you call the college book of, of life right here. You want to know something in Greek or Hebrew or Aramaic, this is the book. This book here, you can look up any word in the Bible. And, and when it says exhaustive, it means this book will exhaust that word. You'll cross-reference that word until you run out of words to cross-reference. And as you're doing it, you'll be praying, Lord, which one of these words is right? I mean, just because you look a word up don't mean you got to the root of the matter. You have to cross-reference a lot to do it. It's work to learn the deep things in the Bible. It's just plain old work. And if you really want to be a good scholar, a good teacher, or just want to know the Bible for yourself, you have to do that due diligence. Do a lot of hard work with the Bible. So remember, you have to get a good Bible. And then uh, these little cheap Bibles, you're just wasting your money buying them. They ain't got no uh, references or nothing. And you're really not going to learn anything. You, you can learn, quote, scriptures, but don't mean you're learning the deep meaning of the scripture. Yes, indeed. And here's another Bible I, I, I'm going to tell you a little bit about. If this right here is the elite, the messianic, elite told. Now, this is a powerful Bible here. When you read in Genesis, the first chapter, it says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. In the leaf toll, you see, every time there's something significant in the Old Testament, in this leaf toll, a leaf toll means the first and the last. Uh, you understand? And so, so this, this, instead of them saying, uh, In the beginning, God created heaven and the earth, they would, it's written in their Bible, it says, in the beginning, the first and the last created the heaven and the earth. And you'll see it all through the Old Testament. Why they took it out when they translated by it amazes me. It lets you know that you're sure Yahweh is the first and the last, but because Yahweh delights in this great angel that was named Michael, that he too can use those appellations upon himself. He too is the one that's the first and the last. What a powerful little thing that was in the original Bibles. We don't have original Bibles today. We don't even know the ancient languages. You know, some people talk about they know Hebrew and all that. And then I meet another guy who said he know Hebrew and all that, and they don't sound the same. And I, I just tell them I don't know. I, don't, I, I do know the meaning of the text. I understand the meaning of the text, but I don't waste much time learning Hebrew because there are pretty much three different Hebrew languages that you could learn. That is, that is the, uh, the ancient text. Not many people speak that. Then you have the modern Hebrew text. That's what most of the Jews in the Middle East and all, that's what they say. And then you have Aramaic. But uh, 
I'm just telling you, ladies and gentlemen, it's a lot of work if you want to learn the Bible. It's not going to, the Bible don't give up its secrets easy. And uh, if you really want it, you just got to burn that midnight oil. Yes, indeed. In, in Israel, uh, you know, there was this uh, cruise out there on the, on the Sea of Galilee, and the man was uh, showing the people historical sites around the Sea of Galilee. And they saw this little city, little village up on a hillside. And so the, uh, one of the people on the boat said, well, what, why, those, why those lights on up there? It was 3 a.m. And he said, oh, that's 3 a.m. He said, uh, that's, I think he said the city was named Assad. But anyway, that city, every morning at 3 a.m., a lot of other uh, Jewish cities, they get up at 3 a.m. and they'll study on an average Three hours. And so that's when I learned that years ago. That made that part of my life. I started drinking a lot of water, and I would have to get up at 3 a.m. to go to the bathroom, and I would just stay up. So I've been getting up at 3 a.m. for 50 years of my life, learning the Bible. It don't come easy. And you ain't going to learn the Bible with cheap books and with 10 minutes worth of Bible study. You have to. Challenge yourself to learn that good old-fashioned way of hard work, hard work. And so, ladies and gentlemen, now, okay, so when you get a good Bible, it has to put you somewhat back to the ancient languages. Now, these Bibles I have here with me, uh, this little cheap Bible, it, it's just like you read down on the corner store. It, it don't, you, don't learn, you don't learn anything with that. A leaf told it's probably a little bit ahead of you. It's a little more advanced. And then I have this Bible here. Uh, you look at the cover of this Bible here. Let's look at it. This is the Hebrew-Greek keyword study Bible. This is the Bible that I preach from. And uh, When you join our church, we usually give you a gift to, join, to have this. We want everybody in our church to study from this particular Bible. It's the keyword uh, Hebrew Greek study Bible, and uh, the, the man who put the footnotes in there was Spiro Zodiades, who's a great scholar, great Greek Hebrew scholar, and uh, man, he if you could just hear Mr. Zodiades teach sometime, you'd be in heaven. A very powerful teaching man, and uh, you know, you, if you want to learn, they couldn't have got a better man to put the foreword in a Bible than uh, Spiro Zodiades. So this book. When it says the key word in this book, you will see you will see passages of scripture, like here's Ecclesiastes, and you'll see passages of scripture, and 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 it'll have a number, and that number you look it up in the back. This James Strong Concordance, which I have here, is is in the back of this Bible here. It's a key word Bible, so you look at these numbers here. And you look in the back of this uh, this Bible, it will have the James Strong Concordance, and you can look it up right in your Bible rather than pick out this big book, Strong's Concordance. And I've been doing it for years. Because, you know, it's quicker to do it in my small Bible to look up words than in this big book, Strong Concordance. I remember once years ago I was down in Jacksonville, Florida, and I wanted to know the meaning of the word lapidot. Now, that's in the book of Judges, uh, the fourth and fifth chapter of Judges. This lady, she, uh, Deborah, she supposedly was married to Lapidot. 
Well, in Hebrew, in, 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 in Judaism, they, women, women like Deborah couldn't preach. If they were married, if she was single, had no sons and all, she could preach. She had to be an old woman. And so, ladies and gentlemen, in, in 1 Timothy 5th chapter, you'll see where it says, don't take a woman into the number, that meaning the number being a preacher. Unless she's 60 years old, she has no, no sons, she has no means of support, so the church would take her in as a preacher. And so that's what she could do. She, uh, you'll find that in the 11th chapter of Judges, because everything in the New Testament has an Old Testament pattern. And you have to go by those ancient landmarks. You can't remove the landmarks and, and learn the truth. That's in uh, Psalms 11, chapter 3rd verse. You have to remember the ancient landmarks. And you, you do that, you'll always learn the truth. You can't just pick up something Paul wrote and think it's true unless it agrees with something that Ezekiel wrote or something that Moses wrote, or Isaiah wrote. Paul was not the authority on the word of Yahweh like he thought he was. And the authority of the Bible is the Holy Spirit. And she is the one that teaches, leads, and guides you into whatever you want to learn and study. Uh, if you prove yourself to be faithful, you'll learn it a whole lot quicker. Yes, indeed. So if you want a good Bible, ladies and gentlemen, it has to cost the right price. I recommend the keyword study Bible. It has that little number there with a, another word there with a number by it. You look up that number, and then it will tell you what that word means in Greek or Hebrew or whatever. And doing that over and over and over, you'll come to learn the whole Bible. You'll learn much, much about the Bible in many, many texts. Yes, indeed. Another thing about buying a Bible, it has to have a marginal reference. Now, you take on my keyword Bible, there's a center page of, 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 of things that you can look up. It might say in verse number 12, we'll say, you'll see, go look in, a, this is a Proverbs 31, 21, and you look in the 29th verse, and you, it'll tell you to go look in another section of the Bible. And so you look that up. When I, this started for me, ladies and gentlemen, when I was 10 and 12 years old. I used to love it. I get my mother old Bible and I look up them references, look it up, look when it run out, I go go look at some other word and exhaust that word. So I started this habit of that type study as a little boy. Now we didn't have no uh, keyword Bibles in our home, but we had those marginal references. You know, the men who put marginal references in the Bible, some of them put it on the edge of the page, some of them put it in the middle of the page. And you can just look up those various scriptures and compare it to what you studied, and you will learn much. You'll learn a lot. But always remember now, the teacher of the Bible is the Holy Spirit. And so when you read write Paul writings in particular, some of Luke writings, some of Mark writings, these men did not teach the whole Bible like they should have. And uh, you're not going to learn that in a minute. You, you're not going to learn what I know in no minute. It takes time to digest the Bible to a point where you can be a critic of the Scripture. And there are some people who read the Bible till they die, and they never learn the art of seeing the truth of a matter. They just quote, 
quote, they misquote something because they think they can get away with it. Yes, indeed. Okay, now another thing you have to do, you don't want a Bible that has extra biblical sources. Now, if you went all over the world studying the Bible, uh, different texts, when you are Buddhist, he don't go down to the Hindus and get no advice or no teaching. And, you know, when you only people who really do that are the Muslims. And they, they, they Bible ain't complete, so they want to jump over into the Hebrew Scriptures and quote a word out of context. You understand? No other religion does. The Hindus don't do that. The Taoists, the, the Buddhists, nobody does that but the Muslims. They're always slipping around trying to get some kind of idea from the Hebrew Bible. And that's wrong. So you don't want a Bible that's got two different sources like that. Stick with one source. And when I began my studies years ago, I said, well, I'm going to, I made a determination who has the true gospel. When I began my deep studies, ladies and gentlemen, it was 20,000 different denominations, 1969. And today is about a half million. So you got a real, you got a formidable task trying to find truth with all these writings out there. There are over 900 translations of the Bible in English. 900 translations. There's a women Bible. There's a children Bible. There's a, the kitty Bible. There's the animal Bible. There's all kind of Bibles out there. But you don't need all that. But just remember, you have to have a Bible that encourages you to look up Hebrew words and Greek words. And you doing that, you will begin to learn much. Yes, indeed. Okay? This, another thing I do, you have to study the Bible in paragraph form. Now, when you look at the Bible, you'll see, uh, let's see if I can find a particular text here, and you'll see where it has a, a what you would call, <coughs> I'm in uh, Proverbs, the uh, 24th chapter and 24th verse, 21st verse. And it says, My son, fear thy Yahweh and the king, and meddle not with them that are given to change. And so when you come to that 21st verse, there is a key in this particular Bible. That's why they call it the key word Bible. It gives a key. In other words, look up that number, that word there, and it will help you to understand the key to understanding that text. Some Bibles just have an ampersand or some other little note there to let you know that's the end of that paragraph. So don't, you know, some preachers, some people, they read a whole chapter of the Bible. And they think they, but that, that particular idea may just be three, three, three verses. So you don't need to read 10 or 12 verses. Just read the verses that pertain to that chapter. You understand, when you read, when you just skip about, I'm going to read the whole chapter. Well, half of that chapter don't even agree. You probably didn't know that when they, when they made the Bible, the man who so-called structured the Bible, he did it on the back of a horse. He was horseback riding. He was saying, you know, we ought to put some verses to this Bible, to these books. And that's, what, that's how we got the numbers in the Bible today. And they, it's good that they did it, even though, what they did may not have been perfect, but it, it's good to put numbers uh, to understand a particular section of Scripture. Because if they didn't have numbers on the Bible, man, we would be studying forever, trying to keep our thought pattern together. 
Okay, so you study in paragraph form, learn where that particular paragraph ends, and let that be the end of your idea, and study that, that in the context. Don't think that whole chapter apply to a context you're trying to learn. It doesn't. It usually apply for three or four verses, and then it gets on another idea. You see, the, the Bible, when they went to Babylon in captivity, then when, when Ezra came back from Babylon, he collected all the scrolls in the, from different scribes, and everybody had a little piece of the scripture, and he put it all back together as best he could. That's a monumental task. And so because of Ezra, we have this Old Testament Bible we have today. Yes, we do. So you study in paragraph form. You get a good Bible. You try to get a Bible that will make you go back and look up words in the ancient languages. And you have to have marginal references. And doing that, you're learning a lot. You're learning a lot. Now, the best Bible out there, I got to give you that. We kind of limited with time on these type programs. But this is the best Bible out there. It's called the Keyword Hebrew Greek Keyword Study Bible. And I, now this is the book, the Bible that I teach from. I, as I told you, I have 17 translations of the Bible. I have uh, portions of, of that's not whole translations, but I have portions that uh, just deal with a portion of the, of the Bible. But I study extensively. I can't, ha- I can't help it. I love to study. I'm just a creature of books. I assure you, I used to walk around elementary school and high school, and I, and I would always have a, a bunch of books under my arm because I always wanted to learn something new. Sure did. And so, ladies and gentlemen, this keyword Bible here is an excellent Bible. Uh, they got a new Bible that came out here just three, four months ago. It's very similar to the keyword Bible. It has even more words to look up in Hebrew, but uh, I still like the keyword better because it has the marginal references. You can't beat a Bible with marginal references. Those men who put those numbers in the middle of your pages, they were scholars. They knew much. And they, you know, when you're studying, like like me, uh, when I study, I see references in other parts of the Bible, in my mind, I write it down. Sure do. Because you just can't learn the Bible not being diligent in trying to learn it. Yes, indeed. So don't ever be afraid to make marginal notes in your Bible. If you want to learn the Bible, you're not going to learn the Bible. It's too big trying to keep it in your head or write down a little note here and there. And you'll have notes everywhere. Just just like the scholars who put the marginal reference in the middle of your Bible on those pages, do you do the same thing. Now, that's what you call a Damas, the word Damascus. It comes from that word Damas when you are changing the uh, particular text. But it's, it's not like you're trying to change the writing. It's just you want to make a note where somewhere else in the Bible that particular text has an application. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I tell people all the time, make a note. Don't, don't be afraid to make a note in your Bible. If I, now, this Bible here is one of my keyword Bibles, but it's not the one I'm preaching with right now. Most Bibles don't last me but about three years, and I have to, I got thousands of notes. And then I have to put all these thousands of notes in a new Bible. 
because I wear Bibles out with so much study. Yes, indeed. So don't be afraid to write that note in your Bible. And when you need that note, it's right there. You ain't got to hunt no little paper you, you scratched it on. Uh, you can do it like that. I hope this little talk today has helped you guys to, to learn more about how to study the Bible. Get you a James Strong Concordance. You can get a James Strong Concordance around $20, $25. And the keyword Bible costs you about $89. So I say $110, you'll have a set of books that you can just study with the scholars. Don't be afraid to tell somebody, I'm like a scholar. If you study with this keyword Bible and, and James Strong Concordance, you'll know much. And you'll be able to help people when they... I, you know, I've had, I've had preachers, I've taught them how to use this James Strong Corps, and every one of them tells me, bro, where since you taught me that, I can't sleep no more, because they just inspire you to learn more and more. And I hope you in, in, in enjoyed this little presentation, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I love teaching the Word. We're going to get back on the book of Leviticus and our get the next get-together, and uh, we're going to go through that book, and you'll be blessed to learn much. Baruch Abba, Shem Adonai. Shalom.